This is Radio Maria England, and this is Women Together. Welcome to our 10th episode of Women Together Series 2 and do we have an exciting guest for you today. I'll be talking to a very inspiring lady whose hard work, business acumen and generosity of spirit has just been recognised in the form of an MBE. So stay with us. I am your host, Genevieve Wedgbury, and we are joined by our wonderful Women Together team, our producer, Helena. And this week we have Gail with us again. Hi, Gail. Hello. How are you both today? Good, good, good. good. Yes. Loving this break from the heat wave. <laughs> yes, and, and it. And excited for the weekend because we've got some first Holy Communions coming oh, up. First Holy Communion. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. Oh, very <laughs> exciting. So, uh, MBE, do you ladies know what MBE stands for? How much do we know about MBEs? No clue, but I want one. <laughs> um, yeah, I know about them, but that's because my uh, my family's military, so um, ah. they all know about these sort of honours and such. Oh, okay. Well, I, I did a little bit of research here, and uh, it is the member of the most excellent order of the British Empire. And historically, it's the British Order of Chivalry, which just sounds very rather wonderful, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, rewarding contributions to the arts and sciences, work with charitable and welfare organisations and public service outside the civil service. And it was established by King George V. So there we are. A little bit of uh, history there for you. And it's for men and women or just men? Both. Oh. Both men and women. There you go. Yeah. So and I could definitely get one. <laughs> yeah, well, you could definitely. And uh, it used to be that uh, there was an old joke when um, there was Yes Prime Minister. I don't know if you remember that on television and Yes Minister. And it used to be other people's, other person's uh, efforts was the OBE, which was the civil service. And my effort was the uh, MBE. So it was actually something seen as, as as sort of almost like often people would go, oh, I have an OBE. And people would go, oh, an MBE is better. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's totally something I would talk about with my family. Like, oh, well, because we do it. We're like, oh, I've got, a, I've got a, an, a BA. I've got a BFA. I've got an MA. And so I'm like, no. And 120, 100 years time, it'll be like, I've got an MBA. Maybe. <laughs> Who do I have to bake cookies to to get, to get an MBA? <laughs> but speaking of cookies... Is fitness important to you? I, that didn't have anything to do with cookies. But anyway, is fitness important to you? And should we be especially concerned about it in the Christian community? How may motivated are you to get fit and move? If you're not, what's holding you back? Let us know what you think today, Thursday, June 17th, by texting us right here in the Radio Maria studio. I've got the studio mobile phone right here with me. And we want you to text in and share your thoughts about fitness. And does it have a place in the Christian community? The number is 07502 10. One more time, that number is 07502 
zero and message us in all throughout the show and we'll get them in and we'll share your comments with the rest of us oh but who is our guest oh but quickly gail do we have any moral responsibility to be fit and healthy no yes of course (laughs) we do I, i think we do because our nhs which is the most incredible service is quite stretched and actually also a moral responsibility to our family and our friends so that we can look after them as we need to be and that they're not always having to look after us. I mean, obviously, we do have times when we're falling over or doing things where we have accidents. But I I feel personally that we, we should be as healthy as the Lord enabled us to be. It's like our garden. It's it's a moral responsibility to keep it clean because it, it affects the whole community. So your body, you got to take care of your body because it affects the whole community. Is Absolutely, right? yeah, I think so. And you, also for your children. I mean, the thing is, one one of the things when we're teaching is that you know, it's it's not about being overweight. There are people who you know for some reason are overweight or people are carrying extra weight. That's not about. It's not about just that. It's actually about being fit so that you can live your life to your best and that you're you're healthy inside and and particularly if you've got children or older people who rely on you or other people who rely on you you know the actual fact that your body's working so you can carry on doing that job amen over to you gail again okay some people seem to be born change makers but what drives them George Delaney, co-founder of the Great Outdoor Gym Company, shares openly and personally about the inspiration behind her success and how we can all take advantage of their gyms. There could be one near you. She also reveals the central place of her Christian faith and as it has on her life now and how she's making sure she makes a difference. So we're live broadcasting today, Thursday the 17th of June, in the Radio Maria studios. And this episode will be repeated again on Friday at 9pm, Saturday at 7.30am, fantastic with tea and toast, Sunday at 5pm and Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Again, and a great time with tea. Exactly. <laughs> Now, the remit of Women Together is to help empower women to live in the fullness of who they are in Christ. And because, as St. Arrhenius says, the glory of God is man fully alive. And Christ himself said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And I think Georgie Delaney, our guest on today's episode, epitomizes the spirit. Let's have a listen. Delighted to have George Delaney with us today. Georgie is actually another lady who I was at secondary school with. Got back in touch again through a through a mutual friend, and uh, she is an entrepreneur. She's a business 
woman and she has a real heart for sustainability for health and fitness and we're going to be hearing about her story here on women together today so georgie thank you so much for agreeing to be our guest it's wonderful to have you here it'd be great just to hear a little bit more about yourself who you are and the outdoor gym company and how and when that started yeah sure um as you say my name's georgie delaney i the co-founder of a company called the great outdoor gym company this business started 14 years ago and it's a family family business and i was previously i just got out of university i studied industrial design in italian and i went to um i went to design school in london and italy and my first job was at sport england at Sport England, it was quite random that I, I got a job at Sport England, but I did. I, I worked in the comms department. It was there that I really discovered the statistics around things like obesity, all the lifestyle-related diseases like heart disease, cancer, and the positive effects that movement and physical activity could have in preventing those things and also um, curing those things. And it was at my time at Sport England, I actually met my husband, Matt, but also came across the idea of outdoor gyms. And I put the idea to our CEO at the time, Roger, and he thought it was an absolutely fantastic idea. Uh, He said it's not something that Sport England could actually deliver themselves. It would be for a private company to do so. And it was just one of these sort of fateful um, twists of fate that a few months later, or yes, yeah, several months later, I actually lost my job at Sport England. And and also another sort of coincidence was my mum, my granny, who was an entrepreneur, died and she left my mum some money and my mum decided to vary the will and apportion £17,000 to um, each of her children. I'm one of three. She said to me, do you do I want to pay off my student loan? Do I want to put a deposit down on a flat? I was living in London at the time. And I said to her, mum, I'd really like to start this business. I'd like to start doing outdoor gyms. It's a fantastic idea. I'd lost my job and I thought it would be a great opportunity to start that up. So my mum agreed and so I had some money to keep myself going. And then I went to see my dad who was a lawyer and a a commercial lawyer. So had a lot of good experience in business. And basically um, I, I pitched the idea to him and I said, would you would you help? Would you get involved and be part of this? And it didn't take him, you know, within a within an instant, he he said, yeah, sure. He was that type of person that he would um, back the underdog. And I was the little one in the family. Yeah. So my dad then helped, helped set up the business and steered the business. But he was also suffering at the time with heart disease. Um, and then later on, he suffered with diabetes and cancer. We had this sort of duality of him totally empowering me to set up this business that was actually there um, to actually prevent the things that he was going through because he was very inactive. He sort of believed, it. he said, if if God gave us the car, why would he want us to walk? You know, that was his sort of attitude. He'd, he'd um, drive up the pavement to post the letter type thing. Basically, my dad totally empowered or really helped support me 
set up the business and my husband joined the business as well. But it was for the very reason to prevent what he was going through ultimately. And that's why we put outdoor gyms into parks today is to activate movement as a very powerful preventative and curative medicine that we can all uh, access for free. Wow. And just out of in interest, did your did your dad change his perception on exercise, seeing what you were doing or, or, or did he stay with his views? Absolutely. Yeah, it took quite a long time because he was of the culture of the 80s where it was it was, you know, it was all about having wine and um, not really they didn't really value exercise. It was more about the car and that type of thing in his culture but as we would meet regularly and have board meetings and talk about what we're doing that kind of like drip fed through to him and in the end he started getting active he gave up drinking he gave up smoking he started to follow the Michael Mosley diet and give up sugar started going out in the park started walking then he started exercising and he actually got a personal trainer and that, and he lost a lot of weight I saw an inactive person turn into an active person. So yeah, it did totally, it did change him. And also being part of a mission led business um, and going away from the law, which was very stressful. I think that gave him a purpose as well. It gave him something to really enjoy and, you know, something to look forward to doing. He he really enjoyed working on the business. And so I think it was both having that purpose as well as understanding the value of physical activity that made him change. Mm. And and did you see changes in him as as a person through him, you know, losing weight, being more active and embracing all the things that uh, the Outdoor Gym Company stands for? Yeah, certainly in terms of because previously he was a smoker and he was, he did drink alcohol and then he gave a lot of that up or gave those things up. I just got more from my dad. I just got, he was a brilliant person. We just got more of him, if you know what I mean. I think those things that like alcohol and cigarettes just diminish the energy levels of a person and and so he wouldn't need so many rests and there wouldn't be so many because he did have heart disease and he suffered with heart attacks those reduced it was just you got more more energy there was he had much more energy it's such a beautiful story to you know to have that personal connection and to say that your dad was the inspiration behind what you did and then actually you know to see how that affected his quality of life. Had you always been a a sporty girl at school? Did you always see yourself Um, as being a business, as an entrepreneur? Well, as a sporty girl, at my primary school, I was, I was the sports captain, not necessarily because I saw myself as sporty. I think it's just because I had older brother and sister and my brother was always getting us out in the garden and organising cricket or tennis or whatever it was, you know, cricket with an apple you know he'd make a game up with anything and so having older brother and sister uh, really helped bring on my sort of sporty side I guess but I wasn't I'd never really identified myself as sporty in secondary school yes I did netball and stuff like that but I kind of dropped out in a way from about 14 15 onwards as many girls do they drop out of sport and I I was more interested in dancing, going out and, you know, in the end, clubbing and stuff like that. Good exercise. 
Yes. <laughs> um, the reason I joined Sport England, the reason I had that connection with Sport England is because I was, I went on a snowboarding trip. So I always sort of got involved in activities like, yeah, I'll give, give something a go like snowboarding. And that's where I met the chief exec of Sport England. He, he was over at this, this snowboarding competition. Then I got this job at Sport England and I remember sort of walking around Sport England and sort of saying, are you sporty? Are you sporty? Are you sporty? Because I didn't think, I didn't see myself as sporty at all. You know, I was more arty. I'd just done a design degree and I did art foundation and I was more into music and dancing, as, as I said. And so I didn't identify myself as being sporty. I wasn't sort of wearing rugby kits and walking around and with a ball under my arm, if you know what I mean, <laughs> new culture. Yeah, I think it's such an important point because, I mean, you probably remember me at St. St. Mary's and I'm sure that you wouldn't have thought Genevieve's a really sporty person because <laughs> I totally wasn't. But do you know what? I really love sport now. I mean, I go out running, um, you know, I do my ballet and and it's that thing again of I'm much more you know I remember my husband and I we did like a day sailing together just to you know just to try something different and I and I think it's really important that sometimes you might think okay well I'm not a sporty person because maybe you think back to how you were at school but not to let that define you because yeah. you can get so much from it and there are so many different things that you can do and you feel so much better in yourself when you've done something physical. So it's yes. just like a kind of word out to everyone to say, just just go and try, try, try something. Go and find a TGO gym. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when I when I joined Sport England back in 2005, they were very much making that shift towards it not being so much about sport and it more being about physical activity. I think I'm more... I'm more interested in physical activity. I'm not actually that competitive when it comes to sport. I just like trying things. I mean, I enjoyed trying paddleboarding and I enjoy, I got invited to do a cycle around Kent and I sort of turned up with a very un sort of road bike, road bike and just did it and kind of just enjoyed it because I just enjoyed exploring and the connection with people and just I love being in the great outdoors anything outdoors because of the sunshine and just those extra benefits of exercising outdoors and I think that's what really drew me and sort of has kept me on this pathway of outdoor gyms is just this I was at design school I was always just fascinated with indoor outdoor architecture because I just feel like nature is the most beautiful material to work with and so if you can create an outdoor room I think that's a lovely environment to be in I love eating alfresco it just feels wonderful doesn't it to be outside so for me I particularly like exercise that I can do outside and that is very much the vision behind TGO it's to say to get people to be more active and to be in the great outdoors and to sort of you know soak up the natural environment around them and how can yep. someone find one of your gyms are they sort of readily available all over all over the UK yeah well the last 14 years we've had a you know steady interest in what we're doing and we now have over 2,000 outdoor gyms they're not all in the UK because we we started exporting about 10 
years ago, we started exporting to Australia and Singapore and Hong Kong. But in the UK, that's where most of our gyms are, I'd say over half. And three quarters of those are publicly available. So some of them are in schools and in private locations like universities, but the majority are in parks. And we've got a free app called TGO Activate. And you can find that, yeah, obviously online. And, and on that, if you download it, it will just load your nearest gym or you can look on a map and scroll on a map and see where the gyms are and then when you click on it you can see what equipment's in there so we have things like cross trainers and hand bikes and lap pull down shoulder presses but we've also got more advanced stuff like pull-up bars and parallel bars and it will tell you on the app what equipment is in each park so you can sort of kind of work out what you're going to do and plan your workout yeah and actually that's where we're that's where we're going with it is we're we're bringing out a new website in june called tjo-activate.com and that will have lots of workouts that you can do on our gyms as well so we're just trying to empower people as much as possible to sort of use these free facilities and have a really good workout with it as well Amazing. I have to say I downloaded the app just yesterday and I have located a TGO gym near me. So I will be, yeah, I will be checking out um, probably with my husband and my brother who's really into fitness. So that'll be a fun thing to do one, um, one, one Saturday. How does the business side work with this? How does that fit in? Where do you make your money from? So our business model at the moment is that we would sell to a site owner that might be a council or a school or a university, the, the, the whole ethos is that it's free for the end user. Um, so it's really about par- partnership. It's really about the power of partnership to provide free, family-friendly, safe, inclusive outdoor fitness facilities to everyone, no matter what your socioeconomic backgrounds, no matter what, you know, and also the, one of the first things my dad said when we were setting up the business is how can we make this safe and what can you research the standards so because we were the first outdoor gym company in the UK there were no outdoor gym standards and actually there were no European standards there was no sort of international outdoor gym standards what we did is we amalgamated the playground standard and the indoor indoor training standard and we met we made that our standard and actually the bsi approached us and so sort of said can we work with you to create a, a pas a publicly available specification we made our equipment as safe as a playground because we recognize that this would be a really good way for families to get active together um, and as competitors sprung up there was a resistance to this because they didn't want to go above and beyond like we had with the standards so all in all what happened was there was a european standard created that that said oh it's for people above 1.4 meters but actually we've always kept that inherent foundation that to make that our equipment uses the playground standards so we make sure there's no sharp edges entrapments any sort of known hazards in a playground completely eliminated from what we do and that sort of we've sort of feel like you know it's important to go above and beyond and care and do what what we feel is right and also it makes it a family friendly environment which is brilliant because if you've got the kids it's something you can all do together absolutely 
If you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Women Together on Radio Maria England. And I am speaking to Georgie Delaney, who is co-founder of the Outdoor Gym Company. It's wonderful to have her here. And she's just uh, been talking about the, the vision behind the work that they do and also what sets them apart and uh, setting a very high benchmark there in terms of the safety of their equipment. And you can download their TGO Activate app to find a gym near you. Georgie, had you always thought of yourself as being an ambitious person when you were younger? Did you have sort of did you know that you wanted to go out and do something a bit different in the world? Or was this just sort of serendipity and you found yourself at this certain place in this certain time with a certain opportunity and that took you by surprise as well? I remember at sixth form actually visualising myself in the future and I thought I'd be in New York or something like that. So I did have an element of being ambitious there was a lot of serendipity that happened with setting up the business. As I said, you know, it was just really good timing. And, and I had that opportunity with my grandmother and um, she, uh, leaving me a small amount of money, which helped me to set up the business. And um, so there was that as well. But I think it is a lot down to my parent, my parents and their sort of the sort of ethos that they instilled in me, like, particularly I'd say my dad the impossible is nothing anything is possible type attitude and I guess that's faith isn't it as having that faith that you can make a difference and that you have something to give and I think I've always felt really lucky and wanted enjoyed life and wanted to sort of give back and so this business really gives me a vehicle to channel that real desire to give back so I think in terms of ambition it's more about really want not wanting to waste my life and actually do something really positive and that's what drives me. Mm, amazing and talking about faith you're actually currently in the process of, of writing a book now as well heal care move is the title and this is also about your faith journey because faith is something that you have come back to isn't it yeah yeah so um when I started um St Mary's our secondary school I wasn't baptized my parents weren't they weren't believers or they didn't sort of acknowledge to be believers we never went to church or anything like that and I, I went to St Mary's and I really felt left, I felt really worried that I was like the only one not baptised. I was really concerned about going going to hell and I was just like really quite worried about it. And I started going to my local church and actually I asked my mum if I could get baptised and then I, I um, at 13 I got myself baptised. And I definitely feel like that gave me something uh, and also just generally being at at St Mary's taught me about prayer and how positive prayer can be and how that and we did that on a daily basis didn't we and that has been something that's that always stuck with me and then after St Mary's I went to university and then I lived in London and I wasn't I didn't sort of practice Christianity and I was actually interested in other things and it wasn't until I was in my mid-30s that yeah about five years ago that I actually started to come back to it and see it from fresh eyes and actually I met some friends in where I lived in Kent at the time and they 
they were Christian and it was through sisterhood really and talking to them and getting to know it through these new friends that I actually it really interested me what they were saying and I was just really interested in in the definition of love in in a Christian sense and how different that was to the world's definition of love and how that was all about romance and rom-coms and stuff like that and I was actually going through a difficult patch myself with my husband and we had a period of separation and it was during that time that I really sort of digged deep into it and sort of really tried to rewire my mind for what love is and so that process really took me on a massively healing journey and so that's why I wanted to write the book because I felt like I was doing really well but then I hit a certain point where I had a bit of brokenness in my own heart and it was probably linked to my mum and dad getting divorced um, that was affecting actually my marriage and my sort of um, yeah my happiness at the time and and actually through this process of sort of really understanding what love meant from a biblical point of view it helped me get over that and not see my husband as a as a saviour and sort of get more rooted myself and become yeah more self-sufficient through faith um, and able to give and focus on what I can give rather than what I can get yeah I mean thank you for sharing so 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 honestly and I'm sure you know there are many of us that um well all of us to some degree that uh, can can relate to that and as you said you know the definition of, of love as it's put forward in the bible is so different and also just the messages around you know romance and marriage I mean I always think that you know whenever you see a rom-com it always kind of ends at just the point you know that maybe they say I do but then you think well, what happens after that I want to know <laughs> what happens when Lizzie Bennett and Mr Darcy get get married and you know and and there's that reality that's a whole different world so and what I know um from speaking to you before that you've drawn a very interesting link between the kind of god-shaped hole which we talk about as being in everyone and actually how that really relates to consumerism and sustainability. Can you say a bit more about that? Yeah, I think that, yeah, the other element to the book is that if we can heal our own hearts and our own holes in our hearts, then we won't be looking externally for fixes. And fixes can come in the form of a biscuit, <laughs> a man, um, or buying consumer goods. You know, it, it can come in many different forms. And if we can heal our hearts and just activate joy and activate um, a feeling of well-being, then we'll probably consume a lot less. Our relationships will be so much better. And then that'll be, a, obviously, the more that we are having positive relationships with others, the happier we're going to feel. So the less and less we're going to need as a, in a form of a fix. So it's going to really help things like reducing obesity, but also reducing consumerism not to say that the economy needs to dry up in order to help the environment it doesn't it just needs to take a different form in a form that's not sort of harmful to the environment in fact we need to be in harmony with the environment so it's just it's just working towards harmony rather than consumerism and actually what we didn't really talk about was that the tgo it's got a very sustainable model as well. And, and that's a big part of what you do with the gyms. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we 
we're very unique in that we're a gym company based in parks in the great outdoors it's called the great outdoor gym company from the outset we've always looked to what how can we make nature part of this you know a shareholder in a sense and so we supported rainforests in the early days and subsequently we plant a tree for every piece we install in the nhs forest our gym equipment we have a range that generates electricity so as you work out it it generates uh, watts and this can be used for charging your phone or for lighting the space or even we've even tied back to the grid but we're amazing yeah we're looking to do a a, a lot more we really believe that humans have so much power to be a positive change in this world and so our sort of next few years we're really focusing on helping people get fit for 2030 because if you look at the climate clock which is up in you know various cities including New York we've got about six years left to prevent irreversible climate change we've got about six years left to prevent irreversible climate change and the way we're going to do that is by switching to renewable energy by switching to a plant-based diet so that just goes to show we're all part of the solution you know if we as individuals make those decisions to switch to ecotricity for example as our energy provider that's helping reduce fossil fuels and if we can cut down on meat and dairy the methane methane is a massive problem so obviously if we can eliminate those from our diet then we can reduce methane and the good thing about reducing methane is that it only stays in the atmosphere for a few years so it's the quickest route out of global warming is to reduce methane so we're sort of really going to be promoting that over the next few years and really supporting communities to sort of move towards both a more healthy lifestyle but also a more sustainable lifestyle. So how will you do that in the context of the of the gyms that you've got So we're launching a new website, tgo-activate.com, and that's launching in June. And that's going to have workouts and content and courses around three three themes. One being health health and fitness, the second well-being, and the third will be around planet. And so there'll be loads of free stuff, particularly around the planet section about what you know how to help people move towards sustainability so we're looking at ways at which we can activate our gyms and this website is one way that we're going to help activate our gyms and um, help people become healthier more sustainable and just really empower them with not um, not only information but also plans and programs to help them move towards health and sustainability and since your your return to faith or or, you know your your discovery of faith how has that affected this work that you're doing do you feel more passionate and more driven or has it you know changed the way that that you approach it at all it's definitely only has only enhanced my work because it's made me always look at what is the right decision I have also it's it's also made me more gracious and more understanding of other people hopefully easier to work with and just just generally it's a Christianity has given me that sort of moral lens to look through and and also 
make sure that this business is something really positive for people and for the planet. And ultimately, it's about, it's kind of like, almost like going back to the Garden of Eden, you know, it's about living with well-being and living in harmony with nature um, and living healthily. And so actually we're, we're doing, we're, we're going to be supporting a tree planting organization called the Eden Reforestation Project. So it's funny that actually a lot of our tree planting on the back of our new website, tjo-activate.com with the workouts, we're going to be planting trees in the Eden forest. Wonderful. <laughs> well, you can't say fairer than that, really, can you? Georgie sounds fabulous, Genevieve. She does, doesn't she? Just listening to that again, you think, wow, yeah, that's why she's got an MBE, right? There you go. This is amazing. And this is Radio Maria, and this is Women Together. And we've got Genevieve Wedgeberry here, Gail here, Gail Osmond, and Helena Judd here. And we just finished speaking to Georgie Delaney from the great outdoor gym company. Is that correct? There we go. Yep, yep. What I really took away from this, again, one, if I was in school at your time of, like when you were around Genevieve, I would have, I wouldn't have been in your class. I would have been in the class after you. Oh, but to be a part of that class, Genevieve, because you've met so many amazing people from that school. I have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Oh, so many amazing, anyway, anyway, anyway. but (laughs) perhaps, so that makes me think, oh, well, as Georgie said, it's, it's the surroundings that has helped nurture, reawaken who she is. Father's Day is coming up Sunday, June 20th. Go get your stuff. Um, and it was her father that helped. All right, well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And not only did he support her, but it was that inner longing to support him and to make him keep going that helps get that going. It was her aunt, no, grandmother, 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 grandmother that helped the money. It was her mom that was like, well, I'm giving you the freedom to do what you want with it. And then it was her re awakening with her community faith of girlfriends that helped her even become stronger in supporting her family and her company. And I just love it. I love it. It's so exciting, isn't it? When you can look back and and go, well, it was that thing and that thing. So many empowerers on her side. Wouldn't it be great if we could be those empowerers? I often love it as as an ex-teacher when I bump into kids and, and usually they don't run away from me. But I, I bumped into a boy on the train and he says, Miss, Miss, do you remember when we did this? And you think, wow, you know, that was 20 years ago. Aww. And it, when you when you can be, it makes you feel, OK, yeah, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's really important because if you can empower other people, what is that? An incredible gift. And she obviously had a lot of great empowerers. And it's really funny because their school motto, I know that some very school motto is she can. Yes. How much has that been shown in, in, as you were saying, in recent weeks that we've seen 
wow, how many amazing people, including the person on my left. And including yeah. one of your daughters too, Gail. Oh, if she's listening, shout yes. out. <laughs> Hi, Verity. I hope you're uh, working on your, actually, she's working on a project at the moment with a French company uh, doing a project that I can't actually mention online today because <gasps> it's it's that close to coming to fruition. But it's amazing that you think, oh, right, yes, I can go and promote people in France. I can go and promote people in Europe. I can do that in America. I love that she wasn't talented. Oh, no, that, sorry, that was wrong. Rewind. <laughs> Not that she was. That she didn't feel that she was sporty growing up, uh, and and but now like her, like watching the YouTube videos of her, it's very much like the world of athleticism. But she said it wasn't about that either. It was just be letting yourself grow into a better person. And it's not so much about the reps, the this, but becoming a better person. And I think, I, I mean, what I wrote down was fitness with a capital P in that it's physical. Ah, very clever, very clever. Uh, and I was that girl as well. I wasn't really, well, I could do a bit of netball, um, being told you have to do netball. But um, I wasn't very good at hockey, but I loved aerobics. And as Georgie was saying, she loved dance. I love to dance and fitness to me. And about uh, 30 odd years ago, when I was working in Germany, we used to have things called trim fits, which were in the woods. And where I lived, we used to be able to run around locally and do like a little gym in the woods. They were very low key compared with the stuff that George is producing now. And it's great that she's built on this concept of being outdoors, being in the fresh air, being somewhere that is such, I mean, the actual mental health you get from going out and, and doing a workout outdoors it is amazing. I mean, I never thought I'd be able to do it, but actually I found myself doing it last year. Oh, oh yeah, during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a friend of ours who's a gym teacher and he started doing um, a sort of fitness outside in the fields nearby and I would even get up at sometimes at 6.30, which I, to be what? outside in a field <laughs> working out, it was just a crazy thing for me. But actually I started finding that I really, really pined for being outdoors and just doing, but even if you're just walking outside. But I, I feel as well that um, the whole idea of getting the public and that children can just Yay. access it. Yeah. And my area of interest, particularly youth, can go out. And one of the students that I teach now, he goes to one of these local gyms. <gasps> it's amazing for him. Absolutely incredible. And he doesn't have to pay. So he, that's never a barrier. Uh, and he just goes up there and he started taking his brother. Oh. Uh, and that's a really great relationship meshing as well which is great Genevieve did you end up taking your family no I was just thinking <laughs> I need to do that I need to do that but actually we were just um uh I was in uh, Norfolk over the weekend with my one of my brothers and my younger sister and we went to the country park on Saturday morning and we were running around again it was you know in the in the forest and I think the Japanese actually have a word for this, tree bathing. Oh. And studies have shown um, that the trees emit something. I don't know what it is, but they emit something, um, scientific name. Um, oxygen? 
No, it's not. I, I know it's not that. I know I would have remembered if it was that. Well, obviously they do. Um, but they emit something which actually lowers stress and it boosts the immune system. Mm. So it's a real thing in Japan to go tree bathing. And I think uh, in lockdown, there were also studies that showed that just showing people who were, say, in city flats, they didn't have the opportunity to go outside, just showing them pictures of outdoor spaces actually lowered you know, the cortisol and that sort of thing. So it's good for us to be outside. But I think what I love about her message is that, you know, there's no doubt she's obviously a very gifted, very special lady. Um, But her message is so much that we all have a part to play. Mm. And I think that really is such uh, the gospel message as well. Um, And the parable of the talents uh, is very much that everybody has been given a measure of something. And as you said, the people who contributed to, to, to her success, um, and we all have our spheres of influence in our own lives, and everybody is, in, is important. You don't have to have an MBE um, or you know, to actually have a public stage to have an incredibly important role. There are people who, who love you and who depend upon you. And that's very empowering to know that you are on this world you're on this earth for a purpose. God has a role for you to play. And also, I, th- I think she's really trying to get something going, saying, look, you know, this is our planet. You know, we're in this together. So let's let's do it. Yes. Yes. She's also got some final last words to share with us. Should we should we let her share that? Let's hear them. Right, right, right. Here we go. Come on, Georgie, share some final last words with us. What are your sort of, you know, your your top tips to, you know, really living that abundant life and seizing life with with both hands and and living in that joyful place? I would say, obviously, faith is really important and having that faith that you have a great purpose, that you have something to give. Because for me, my healing journey, one of the first steps was realizing I was on a mission. And once you realize you're on a mission and you've got a unique something to give, and mine was about the business and activating people power and et cetera, everything else will then propel itself. So you want to eat well, sleep well, get active, get out into the sunshine to get your vitamin D. You'll want to work on yourself because you've got that purpose And so I think the key message is that everyone has a huge purpose and it's a really important time, as I say, we with the climate clock ticking um, to look after this beautiful creation that we have, as well as look after each other. We all have a huge role to play, whether that's just in, in ourselves, in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces. We've all got so much that we can give. And it's just focusing on that, really. Just focus on what you can give and everything else will follow and everything else will flow. And, and you'll feel such motivation to sort of look after yourself. I think if you if you see your purpose, if you can recognize your purpose and what potential you have, the power that you have within, then you'll feel motivated to eat well and exercise and get a good night's sleep as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I was hearing something, I was meditating the other day, and I think it was from Ephesians when it speaks about uh, 
that there are these good works in advance for you to do, that God has prepared good works in advance for you to do, and that that's his gift. And I thought, wow, that's just amazing, because all of us want to make a difference. I think that's just the way that we've been designed. We're we're hardwired for that. And then to Mm -hmm. actually think that God has already prepared those things in advance. That is his gift to us. So Mm. it kind of takes a lot of the stress off. And actually, it's more about a gift that we can receive because it's already there. Yeah, that's exciting. It's then, you know, we're on this journey of discovery to find out that little bit of the jigsaw puzzle, which we uniquely are able to fit. Yeah, definitely. And it's a it is about getting the soil right for that seed of good works to grow. Um, so it's just about having, you know, it's about attitude, it's about faith, it's about belief. Um, and also, you know, things like self-control and discipline. It's just making that soil right for that, that good work seed to grow. And it's actually your initials as well. Your initials. Your initials good works well, yes yeah <laughs> well there we are look at that goodness <laughs> me. I will remember that yeah if ever I'm in doubt I'm like no God has put his seal on that it's, yeah. it's initials <laughs> oh dear well thank you so much for joining us and just for your warmth for your energy for your openness and for your vision and I hope that it will inspire all of us to go out there become more active and we look forward to to when your book is available and I'm sure that that will have so much there so much rich material to to offer us and inspire us on our way so thank you Georgie oh thank you so much so good this is radio maria and this is women together oh georgie delaney she's got to come back for another show yeah she does and actually we um we didn't talk so much about her book heal care move um but the exciting news is is that the, the book heal care move has actually sort of morphed into which i think is such an incredible uh idea into a course Yeah. So it'll be something you can buy the book. Um, I'm not sure exactly where we might have to update the Radio Maria England website with that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you can buy the book. I think that contributes to, you know, planting more trees. um, And then that takes you through through this course, which is faith based as as well. And I think there's something so inherently wise about that, that as she was saying, about her father that actually they got more of him as he became a healthier person mind body and soul um and i think the same is true with us we know that god uses broken people that's true but at the same time gail as you were saying in order to be there for others often we need a a degree of strength ourselves in order to be that that person for other people so it makes a lot of sense to, you know, to focus on that healing in order for us to go out and do those 
GW, those GW works, (laughs) those good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. So yeah, we'll have to give you more details on that, but uh, you will be able to buy this book. And of course, we just want to encourage everyone to uh, get the app, the TGO Activate app on your mobile phone. Also go to their Facebook page. Uh, They are on Instagram as well. You can keep up updated there. You can see all the things that they're doing and it's a great way to activate the many, many resources that the Great Outdoor Gym Company are putting out there. And if you do want to follow Georgie on Instagram, when she'll probably also put more updates on her book, uh, on all the stuff. Her Instagram is Georgie T-G-O Delaney. And that's how you can find her on Instagram. Again, that's Georgie T-G-O Delaney. And I found her on just the website for those people who are not quite into Instagram. Um, hi, Mum and, <laughs> and aunts who are all listening. Actually, just on the website and you just flick onto the video and it's amazing. It's really great. And to see her, the, her commitment to sustainability as well as to the person. And I think it's a great and very inspiring woman. Oh, Shall we wrap it up as a prayer now, Lee? I think so. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the prayer today. Today's gonna be my turn. Here we go. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for putting that GW, that good work, already within us. Thank you for blessing our lives with the people that can help us discover it, unbury it, nurture it, and let our our beautiful potential grow. And thank you for letting us have the strength to share that beauty with others. Thank you for our fathers. Please take, for those that are still around, please watch and take care of them. And for those that's fathers are no longer with us. Oh, may they have a beautiful time with you. Lord, I ask that you take care of anyone that's looking for a community or a fitness or some way to get out of whatever rut they're in, whatever searching they're looking for for their good works. Help them. Bring light to their search. Open doors, open windows. Let them see and give them the strength and the courage to look and to open and to knock. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Helena. And of course, Georgie speaks about movement medicine, which is a wonderful phrase there, movement medicine, preventative and curative as well. So, you know, we do have the power to, to a degree, to really help ourselves. So go out there in the rain with your Wellington boots on and the raincoat, (laughs) or maybe without the raincoat and just enjoy the rain. There you go. Dance in the rain. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, our episode today. And uh, next week, we're going to be hearing a wonderful testimony from our very own Sandy, which is so beautiful. And she'll be talking about the faith that she discovered as a child and her journey back home to the Catholic Church because she was an Anglican, but she she found her, her, her home here in the Catholic faith. Today's episode with Georgie Delaney of the Great Outdoor Gym Company will be repeated Friday at 9pm, Saturday at 7.30am, Sunday at 5pm and Wednesday at 2am. So you can listen again and it will also be uploaded as a podcast as well. 
But thank you so much for joining us today. And until we're together again, God bless. Bye bye.